Welcome to the podcast. Today, we look at how the Bureau of Land Management is blocking homeowners' access to their homes in Oregon. What's a big deal there? The Supreme Court is ruling over several cases, including uh, in regarding religious freedom. Kirstie Alley passed away. Uh, we look back at the last time she was on the show, which is only a couple of years ago. Uh, really a sad, sad story. You can listen to all this and more on today's podcast. Don't forget, you can go to studospowerhour.com. We have a power hour coming up on Friday. This is going to be uh, free on YouTube, youtube.com slash America. Go there and subscribe if you would. Uh, uh, or you can come to the studio to check it out uh, live. It's a mess of an event, but it's a lot of fun. Sudospowerhour.com. Also, just take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We always appreciate it when you do that. It uh, helps us spread the word on the show, as well as the Studios America podcast, also available uh, five days a week for free and your listening pleasure. Here's the podcast. Good for all. What? Do what you know you should for all. We if the World Economic Forum had a band on a theme song, it'd be this from the Poor Man's Poison. program it is tuesday i want to thank knrs in salt lake for hosting me here i'm uh working on a, a fundraiser um for um, an organization called united we pledge um they are uh, they're transforming uh america's uh first county it is the 
probably the most red, I'm sorry, yeah, the most red county in the country. Um, and uh, they are planting their stakes in the ground and uh, developing some things in St. George that are truly remarkable, and I want to assist them on that. So thank you, KNRS, for allowing me to uh, do the broadcast from here. Time Magazine has announced uh, that the finalists have been selected in its 2022 Person of the Year. Pat Gray is here to uh, join us. Are you pulling for Liz Cheney or for President Z? <laughs> or wow, Janet, wait a minute, or a Janet Yellen Ooh. or Ooh. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there's also DeSantis, but you know, why even talk about him? Right. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Most of those people mm-hmm. I can at least understand as nominees, right? Like they were big figures. Liz Cheney, though? What was her What was her contribution exactly? That uh, she, she got beat by seventy points. Be- I think that was her big contribution she, to the world. She lost by well, no. seventy points, and then she <laughs> headed a commission that I guess, if you want to give, let's just say the the most optimistic look at her year would be that she was kind of a big figure on the January sixth commission, yeah. which possibly. I guess contributed to the Democrats having either the same amount of Senate seats or one more and losing the House. Uh-huh. Like what? 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 It possibly could be the argument for Liz Cheney to be Person of the Year. <laughs> well, well she's, she's thinking about running against Donald Trump. Yeah, well, if she does that and wins, I mean, maybe then she could be Person of the Year. I don't know, but she hasn't even announced that, and that would be next year anyway. Oh my gosh, Pat, do you hear this from this guy? The hate. And I suppose you want yeah. the Nobel Peace Prize to be given to somebody after they've made peace. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be my preference. Huh. That would be my preference. So yeah. picky. Wow. Yeah. What a so hater. picky. Weird what stances I have sometimes. Really? Yeah, really Seriously. Is. I mean, uh, Liz Cheney losing by literally 40 points um, and then potentially running for president makes so much sense that she should be person of the year. She really should. Right, really. In today's yeah. world, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In today's world. Now, Ron DeSantis crazy. is now, you know, upended the entire potential Republican primary, if you want to look ahead, right? Mm-hmm. He won. He's turned Florida from a purple state to basically a red state at this point. He won by, what, 18, 19 points in a, mm-hmm. in a state that usually is decided by the slimmest of margins. Uh, he's changed the culture uh, in many ways, the approach of an entire political party, and now is among the favorites oh to gosh. become the nominee for the Republicans. That's why you can't consider him and for person of the year. Can't, okay. can't even consider I mean, him. What are you even talking about? How about John Bolton? He's considering there you running. Go. John Bolton. Jeez, John and, Bolton. And I got to tell you, who, who is not on that John Bolton? I don't think John Bolton is on the John Bolton train. <laughs> he can't even guarantee his own vote. No, I don't. I really don't. I really don't uh, think so. I was listening to your show this morning, Pat, um, uh, which airs on Blaze uh, TV and radio uh, every morning prior to this program. uh, And then you can get it on podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. But I heard you play John Kennedy, but I, I only I had the headphones up very, very softly and they were on the counter and I was doing work. Mm hmm. Was that a spoof, or is that really John Kennedy, no, Senator it's, Kennedy? Yeah, it's really Senator Kennedy. What yeah. was he talking about? Uh, oh, he was. Listen, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Don't, don't say. Okay, just listen. Here it is. These woke 
high-IQ stupid people. They're easy to recognize. They hate George Washington. They hate Thomas Jefferson. Right. They hate Dr. Zeus, and they hate Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> the, these woke, high-IQ stupid people, they walk around... <laughs> They walk around with Ziploc bags of kale <laughs> that they can eat to give them energy. Now, if you want to eat kale, that's up to you. I don't eat kale. You know why? Because kale tastes to me like I'd rather be fat. <laughs> <laughs> and these high IQ stupid people, the wokers in charge in Washington, D.C., the berserk wing of the Democratic Party, they hyperventilate on their yoga mats if, if you use the wrong pronoun. They're all over Washington, D.C. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. That's I character. just love him. Is that one of the greatest senatorial rants of all time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> good oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fun. Um, Let's see. Uh, by the way, yesterday it was announced that the Biden administration is launching an investigation into Elon Musk and his company Neuralink. Mm. Wait, there, why? Hmm? Why? Or isn't this? Uh, well, he's the CEO. That is the that is the only qualifier needed. Like, wouldn't yeah, Elon exactly. Musk be an interesting person of the year? I think he seems like he might be. Well, he was person of the year in 2021 when he was popular. Oh, so now. Yeah, so now he can't be. Can't That's be. amazing. It really is. Now he's the, he's the, now it's like one of the Hitler awards. Like when they give person of the year, yes. every once in a while they give it to like Hitler because <laughs> even though he's terrible, he's made a big impact. That's how they look at Elon Musk now. And it's strange because uh, first Time Magazine embraced Hitler. So it's, it's mm. kind of the same thing. You know, they embraced Hitler. They embraced Elon Musk. Uh, the only difference is Musk isn't going to turn into Hitler. And Hitler was always Hitler. Maybe it's just me. So they're looking into his uh, Neuralink. Um, they just want to make sure that everything is up on the, you know, the up and up on this one. Um, they're very concerned you know, not about not about Neuralink itself, not about that it will open the gateway to information in your mind to anybody like Google. Uh, none of that. They're investigating his his use of animals in research and, yeah. and teaching and testing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Did he test it on monkeys? Isn't well, that what he happened? Probably, he, he probably did. did. He did yeah. test it on monkeys. Yeah. Or somebody in his organization did. I'm yeah. sure he wasn't actually sticking the probes in the monkey brain, but no. oh, somebody I think he did. is. You think he, he is, is the guy? I, uh, yeah. Pat, con, uh, let's be honest. And I mean this half sincerely. He is one white kitty cat away from being a James Bond villain. <laughs> he... He probably I'm, is. He, I mean, yeah. he really, he is. I'm, I'm not sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I think we find that out in the second half of the movie. <laughs> I mean, I really like him, but he's also developing the, the portal for the Internet implanted in human brains. Yeah. Every time I start to think that Elon Musk is... Uh, 
just like us and he thinks like we do and he's pretty conservative then you look at you know some of his work and you think mm, <laughs> no, no 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 he's really not <laughs> yeah. and i love the way they're making him conservative now and or that he's nothing they're like you know he was all for the democrats then he was for the republicans now we don't even know who he's gonna vote for yeah because that's not the way he, vo- he doesn't care about the democratic party mm-hmm. or the republican party He's looking for something, and it may or may not be what I'm looking for in a candidate, but that's what he's doing. He, he's, so, he's so disingenuous, he just won't lock, walk lockstep with one party. Uh, oh, yeah, I get it. He is evil. <laughs> and once upon a time, you know, that was a pretty, that was a pretty good thing. Most people agreed that, Hey, if you had principles and you didn't care about the party affiliation, then uh, you're, you're a guy we, we like. I'm not sure if it was ever as good as we would hope. Yeah. Um, you know, because my, my grandparents were zombified by FDR. And no matter mm. what happened, uh, they voted Democrat because of FDR. A lot of people do that. You get on your team and you stay on your team no matter what mm-hmm. from some weird decision when you were like a kid <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like you one mo- memorable moment shapes your political views for a long time probably not wise to do yeah. that. probably not uh, but it's it's interesting to me though that um the ones who are breaking this pattern really are the republicans i'd throw every single republican out i'd throw them all out if i could because i think the the party itself is so rotted that you have to start a new party. And with none of those people. I mean, we're fighting the Republicans and Mitch McConnell as much as we're fighting, you know, uh, yeah. Joe Biden. Yep. But remember, vote Republican. Actually, do vote Republican <laughs> if you are uh, in Georgia today. Vote for Herschel Walker. Um, the betting market is giving... Herschel, what, 10% chance of winning? Yeah, about a 10% chance, according to Betty Markets. Uh, wow. It's a 90 10 situation. So, wow. Uh, you can make some money for yourself if Herschel hopefully. is to win today. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, to be clear, the polls are really close. This was a one point election uh, it, when it went into uh, the, the general. Uh, now, the yeah, runoff, but, the polls, yeah. there was a poll came out yesterday, had Warnock up five, but, uh, you know, all within the margin of error. Okay, so hang on just a second. Let me, let me. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to come back to you and talk to you about the polls and how uh, Democrats win elections. And it's not about corruption. Well, kind of. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. So does the First Amendment even exist anymore? Uh, We have a White House telling us no. Will we have the Supreme Court telling us no as well? I want to play a couple of things that happened in the Supreme Court and outside concerning the uh, court case now um, that is involving this web designer who says she cannot make a website, you know, with gay marriage announcements and everything else because she's a Christian. Well, Let's start here. This is the um, Colorado Attorney General uh, that is insisting on television here that even if you have moral objections, 
You have to do the work. Listen to this. Cut three. You talk about the slip. I'm shorting a bit. It's the slippery slope argument, right? If this happens, then what's the next domino to fall? There are 29 states, including Colorado, that have non-discrimination laws. What is the impact if the court sides with Smith? What is the impact for, you know, makeup artists, hairstyle, you know, people in this sort of they consider themselves having expressive professions? What is the actual big implication here if this case doesn't go your way as you see it? Well, first off, we're going to start having to figure out where to draw that line. If someone makes specialized lattes, do they have an expressive interest in saying, I'm sorry, I don't want to serve Mormons because I don't believe in the Mormon religion. That set of hypotheticals could become reality if we lose this case. Hmm. Now, hang on just a second. Isn't this what cancel culture is doing? Aren't these businesses that disagree with your political view? Not a status as a human being, but your political view. Aren't they canceling you? So aren't they already having the right to do it? You are just trying to take away the religious right. Because I don't want to cancel anyone, but I'm not going to work for MSNBC. You know, they're never going to hire me, but I'm not going to go to work for them. I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to say those things. If I worked at MSNBC, well, then I had made a choice to take that job because that's what they do. Do I have a right to get on MSNBC and do the exact opposite? Don't I have a, a right to my own conscience and what I do? deeply believe, especially when it comes to faith. Now, listen to Katanji Brown. She got a lot of heat on this. Um, she was talking about It's a Wonderful Life from the stand yesterday. Public business. I'm a photographer. My belief is that, you know, uh, I'm doing It's a Wonderful Life scenes. That's what I'm offering. Okay. okay? Right. I want to do video depictions of It's a Wonderful Life. And um, I'm knowing that movie very well. I want to be authentic. And so only white children and families can be uh, 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 customers for that particular product. Everybody else can, I'll give to everybody else. I'll sell them anything they want. Just not the It's a Wonderful Life depictions. Um, I'm expressing something, right, for your purposes, that, that speech. What okay. about, uh, what's Brown, the other Jackson, step? Sit down, sit down. You're a moron. What a moron. First of all, yes, I am making It's a Wonderful Life scenes. That is clearly a vision that we've seen. We can put the standards side by side. So if I'm creating that scene, yeah, I can discriminate and say, no, um, I need white people in this because I'm recreating that scene. Now, if I'm updating that scene, if I'm showing it's a wonderful life in today's America, well, then I could include and should include everyone. I don't even know what she's talking about here. First of all, it's a wonderful life is not a religious objection. I, if I have a religious objection, I can't change what I believe. Just like you can't change your skin color, I cannot change a deeply held religious belief. 
But you know, it's true, first of all, but it's also an additional thing, right? Like the religious part of this gives you additional protection beyond Correct. what is already there. You can't compel someone to say something. That is like really a bright line in our country. You can't like I, let, take it to this this example. If uh, if if Kanye West opened a, decided to open up a website that said, "Hey, I will customize birthday songs for you," which, by the way, given his career arc, may be a real possibility very very soon. He's working on the pancake recipe now. <laughs> right. And so let's just say he's like, you know, hey, I will customize your happy birthday of rap. Just give me your name. And then someone decides, hey, uh, I, in fact, uh, how about do my bar mitzvah instead? Does he have to do that? The answer to that is no. You can't ask, despite his uh, anti-Semitic views being abhorrent to most, you cannot force him to sing a positive song about a bar mitzvah because that would be compelling his artistic expression. You cannot do that. It's already there, whether it's a religious belief or not. Just because in he his does, case, because he just, it is both. Well, it might be in his case. It yeah, is both. you could argue. I guess the black Israelite. I, maybe that's yeah. where he is. But I mean, <laughs> even if it's just he just, it's not about religion at all. You still can't make somebody do that. Add on to that the religious protection. It's a whole nother layer. I mean, really, a lot of this uh, case has been less about religion and more about the idea of whether you can compel speech. There was a famous case that happened recently where uh, it was a it was a religious institution. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but was saying, hey, there's a new state law that says if you're going to counsel people on pregnancy, you have to post, post a poster that says abortion is an option and here's how you can get one if you want to. And the Supreme Court said, no, you can't force a religious organization who doesn't believe in abortion to post that. You can't compel them to speech, and that speech was defined as posting a poster. This has been a bright line forever, and hopefully this Supreme Court will actually have the balls to cast a very broad uh, net here to make sure this is protected for everyone. You should never be forced to say or express something you don't believe. So here's what Barrett said yesterday. She said, Canada's designer declined to serve a Catholic club because they disagree with their views on marriage. The, uh, the uh, Colorado attorney responded, yes, because that's not status-based discrimination. Wait, hang on just a second. She went in and said, wait, but the designer can't decline to do a same-sex marriage design. Yes, because same-sex marriage is inextricably intertwined with status, and religion isn't. Oh, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. There is a, a whole right that was defined as a very bright line, as Stu just said. So it's not like we're looking and trying to read in, well, we've got to have freedom of speech uh, and does freedom of religion fall into that? No, freedom of religion is entirely separate, entirely separate. And so it is protected clearly. There is no troublesome comma in this one. It is clearly protected. But if you want to argue 
that you have the 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 right for a designer, a web designer, to discriminate against a Catholic church, which they do have that right. I don't want to do your design. Great. I'm glad you told me that you hate us because I don't want you designing our website. I don't think you'll do a good job. If I can dis- de- decline the church, why is it the church that has a deeply held religious belief? I mean, my church was founded on the family and the sacredness of men and women and gender. Gender is ordained by God before birth. There is no confusion. That's like 40 years old in my church. I, wait, I have to change now? No, because I can't change because the government tells me I have to change. This is something I believe to the core. And I either believe it or I don't. Now, you think that I can just change my belief because you're right. No, no. I believe God has set these standards. Not man, not you, not me. I can't change the standards. Neither can you. And as long as I'm consistent in that, I have a right to assert my religious um, exemption from your little rule. I'm sorry. My faith tells me I cannot go there. If you have a religious objection to war and you are a pacifist and it's a religious exemption, you don't have to go fight in war because you're a Quaker and it is a deeply held um, uh, religious exemption and it's a deeply held relief or belief. Mm. That's a a great example, too. Like we have come think of what that particular exemption is. We are saying our country is under attack. Our nation may fall. It's the literal most important thing that a, a, a government can do, right? Without, without your nation, mm-hmm. without people fighting this war, we could fall to the Nazis and you won't have the right to your religion. Right. That's the argument against. And even with that scenario, yes, we say to the Quakers, you know what? You don't have to do it. Your religion's more important than the war. Your religion's more important than the entire country falling or not. We don't, because we, we don't have the right, right. Because we don't to have the get right. between you and God. And yet and here we are having right. an argument about lattes. Yes. We're, having the, we're, we're acting as if webs, web, wedding websites, which are they even a thing? I don't know. I guess I got married too early. But wedding, wedding websites, we're acting as if that's as important. We've said the actual defense of our country to Nazis is not important enough to overwhelm this right. And we're talking about lattes and photographers and cupcakes. And this is completely ridiculous. And then you add on the free speech element of this, which is, you know, what this case seems to be surrounding more than anything else. Whether you can whether the government can say you must say uh, two plus two equals five with this, with the way they're describing this right, the government could tell anyone to say anything. And yes. either one of these rights is clearly defined. Either one of them overwhelms the left's case on this. And they have both of them working in conjunction here. This is not a close call.
This is a freedom-breaking uh, decision. If they decide in favor of Colorado, this is a freedom break. You have no right anymore. You'll have no right. And this done in conjunction with what they just passed, the Defense of Marriage Act and Interracial Marriage Act. This is what they're hoping for. This is what they're shooting for, to be able to shut down anyone that objects. It's not about living together and tolerating one another. It is about forcing everyone to do exactly what they say, when they say it, and have you accept and profess a belief you don't have. That's a dictatorship. That is Nazism, communism. Uh, it, it is a religion. We are headed towards a, uh, a theocratic autocracy. Their religion is just of Gaia and of Baal and whatever, whatever it is that worships the earth and slaughter and perversion of children. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. We have Ben Burr on with us now. He's Blue Ribbon Coalition Executive Director. He is um, watching and fighting against the federal land grab that mainly is happening in the West. Uh, Ben, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me, Glenn. So did you look in, I I had my office reach out to you and uh, ask you about the story of the, the homeowners that have to walk to their cabins and nobody is repairing the road uh, because it's BLM land now. Is this just another land grab? I believe it is. Um, I've been working against these federal agencies for years now. And one of the common trends I see is that these agencies work to dispossess property owners of their property. And the way they do it is through what is called a regulatory taking. They enact so many regulations, they make it so difficult for you to access and enjoy your property that eventually you just can't afford to own it anymore. So you sell it and then they turn it into a wilderness or a conservation area or something. And it's a, it's a really pernicious form of tyranny that exists within our public land system. And these poor property owners in Oregon have been fighting the BLM for two years to be able to access a road that they've been accessing since 1906 to go to these cabins and now the BLM's telling them they're not allowed to do it. They put up a gate, they won't give them a key and they are being prevented from going to what is essentially their homes. So what, what is it that they can do? Uh, well, currently we're putting a lot of pressure on the BLM. They've started a administrative process to see if they can reopen this road. But re- I, the reason that I think this needs national attention is because there just needs to be pressure with the Congressman Bentz has been helpful in trying to get this done. But uh, as you know, the Republicans were in the minority last Congress. As soon as they're in the majority, I'm hoping there's some congressional scrutiny on the behavior of what's going on at this BLM office. I just, I don't think that the BLM should be an agency that can just decide one day that you can't go to your home anymore and they block off a road. And I got news for you. I, I, I know you agree with me on this. No agency should be able to get up one day and just change the rules. No agency should do that. Congress makes the laws. They don't even have to change the rules. The BLM's own rules say, like, if you go look at their handbook, 
it says that they cannot deny a property owner access to go and use and enjoy their property. They're not following their rules. And so, but they wow. are willing to play chicken. Like, and so the question is, is this going to have to go to court? I like, it's just frustrating that that might have to be the outcome because all you need is for one field manager to change his mind and say, we they can keep using this road they've been using since 1906. And one thing you should know is I did help them get emergency access to go winterize their cabins one year. There was an a early freeze coming. Nobody had turned off their water. This was the first year they couldn't go up. And so we petitioned the BLM, saying, can we just go up to turn off the water so we don't break all our pipes and destroy the homes? And they're like, okay, fine, you can do it. So they actually drove up the road that's been allegedly destroyed by an erosion event that happened from a flood. They were able to pass, they, the road is passable. You can still do it in a four-wheel drive vehicle. So no work actually needs to be done, but the BLM just won't let them open the gate. They're telling them no. And and the reason is because they're worried that these four-wheel drive vehicles mm. will, will run over fish in the river. And oh. I've walked up. I've hiked to the ca- I've hiked to these cabins, Glenn. Um, I have a picture on our website of me hiking up there. The river goes up to my knees. Have you ever tried to run over a fish in a river that's knee deep with a jeep? Oh, I do it all the time. I just <laughs> run over. That's how I fish, and how yeah, I take I mean, out my anger. I just drive up and down rivers to kill fish. Yeah, this is and, ridiculous. I mean, there are a few places where there's river crossings. They've been doing it for a century and or and more. And they're worried about the fish. And I'm just like, can I don't think they're going to run over the fish in their Jeeps. I've, I've tried to catch fish with my hands in a river when I was a kid. And it's impossible. <laughs> they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty adapted to river. Yeah, it's it almost as if water is their element. Almost. 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 Okay, so Ben, um, is this part of, I remember during the Clinton years, um, somebody was talking about um, uh, Yellowstone and letting roads in and around the park degrade so people would um, just eventually just kind of vacate that area because it was too difficult to get to. I don't even know if that was true. That was something that was going around in the 90s. Are, is there a concerted effort in our uh, in our land management agencies to do these kinds of things? Oh, 100%. Um, In the Clinton era, you had what was called the roadless rule, which was one of these rules that the agencies just dreamed up that I think if we could get it before the Supreme Court again, they'd strike it down after the EPA versus West Virginia case because they just made up the rule out of clean cloth. They have no congressional direction to do it. Um, But my organization, Blue Ribbon Coalition, that's one of the primary things we fight over is roads. Because if you can close roads, you can close access. That means sure. we're not using our natural resources. It means people can't um, access private property. I've helped ranchers with, in the same case as these folks in Oregon try to get up to their grazing permit permitted lands and their private properties. And so there is a concerted effort to obliterate and decommission roads all across the public land system because that's how you can turn it into what's called designated wilderness, which is you can only go and walk on it on your own two feet and you can't do anything, no mechanized anything on a wilderness area. And in, in some wilderness is okay. I mean, there's some people like for recreation reasons, it's probably okay to have some areas 
that are kind of set aside for that. But this group that wants to close this all down wants it all. And I have to tell you, I, I, I have, I have um, land up in Idaho that when I bought it, it was a good thing. It's surrounded by BLM and then surrounded by national forest. And I thought, that's a good buffer and everything else. No, that's really bad. It is literally surrounded. The road has to go through the national forest to be able to get to my my ranch. That's exactly the kind of stuff they want to shut down, isn't it? Yeah, so you have neighbors who have the infinite power of the federal government to hurt you if they ever decide they don't want to be your neighbor anymore. And so you and I get in a conflict with our neighbor, we go knock on their door and we talk to them and we work it out. And if things get really heated, maybe we go to civil court. If you have a disagreement with your government and the government says, well, we don't want using that road anymore. Now you have to go up against something with a $4 trillion budget, infinite regulatory power to dispossess you of your property. And how often do you think an individual citizen wins those fights? It's, it's hard work. I ha- the only reason I have any ability to know how to do it is because I had somebody who'd been working in the agency for 35 years train me on how to challenge these decisions that come out of these agencies. And there's not a lot of people that know what to do or how to do it. And so that's an open invitation, by the way. If any of your listeners ever need help with these federal land agencies, we're here to help them. Um, and your website is sharetrails.org. Sharetrails.org. Um, I have to tell you, BLM is the worst neighbor out there. There is a, a noxious weed that grows in my area. And once it spreads, it's it just devastates everything. And my family went on BLM land just to dig up the weeds because it was destroying the farmland and the, the grasslands and everything else. They don't care. BLM just doesn't care. So what are they we supposed care. to do? They have an impossible mandate. They're being asked to manage 600 million acres of land. They don't have, there isn't a government agency on the planet that has enough staff or budget, no matter how much you give them to manage that much land. And so, and then they've been co-opted in a lot of cases by a lot of special interest groups. And so they are, they, they have the tendency to be an almost impossible agency to work with if they dig in on a position and they're unwilling to change their mind, which is what we're facing in Oregon. Um, good luck with your weeds. Uh, that is a, you're probably not going to get a lot of help on that. No, I, I'm not even, I'm not even call. I'm not, I know the answer. Of course not. It's probably and be a, careful know. about but, the surrounding forest. I mean, they try to manage these forests for wildfire. You have the forest service trying to, Thin forests, just do basic management, and they get sued every time by the environmental litigation groups, You have, and they block everything. And so the agencies, their hands are tied one way or another, either from internal direction or because they get pressured into it through litigation. And so it is, a, it is a different America that we are living in today. Ben, thank you so much for all of the hard work you've done over the years. Thank you for the hard work that you're going to be doing. Again, if you have a land management BLM or uh, or federal uh, land problem, just go to the website sharetrails.org. You can um, you can also follow Ben at BRC 
Blue Ribbon on Twitter, BRC Blue Ribbon or ShareTrails.org. Na, 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 na.